Don, I'm going to give a quick intro and then I'll invite you up. So Don and Charlene Patterson are here. They're uh, spending the weekend with us. Yesterday, uh, the search committee and the elders were able to meet with them and visit with them, and we had a good fellowship together. They are from Kelowna, Iowa. They have three kids and ten grandkids. Uh, Don has felt the call to help the church for a long time, and he, he still sees a need to, to preach even now. And so he still feels the call to, to be a pastor. He's pastored several churches. Um, he's been at Lower Deer Creek uh, Mennonite Church, and he's currently helping out a United Methodist Church part-time uh, in the Kelowna area. So, Don, I'll invite you up, and I'll pray for you. Lord, we're so grateful for this time that we can spend together that uh, Don and Charlene were willing to come, and we thank you for the fellowship that we've had together. And Lord, as we listen to your word and uh, listen to the words that Don is going to share, I just pray that the Spirit would move here and that we would be willing to listen, but also to be willing to apply it uh, to our lives as we, as we go forth from here. And so, Lord, I just pray that you would bless, bless him as he shares this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I'm a little sniffly. I'm recovering from that last song, Give Thanks. I've just, I just sort of brought the tears to my eyes and reminded me of all the things that have gone on in the last year. I don't know whether your life has been this way, but oh, has the last year been one of those times? You, oh, Lord, if we can get through this one. That kind of thing. Uh, the scripture I'd like to look at this morning is from in Romans chapter 11. And I'd like to start reading in chapter 11, verse 33, and then I'm going to read all the way through chapter 12, verse 2. And we don't usually read it that way because, well, I'll talk about that later. Oh, the depths of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable. His judgments and his paths beyond tracing out who has known the mind of the Lord or who has been his counselor who has ever given God given to God that God should repay him or from him for from him and through him and to him are all things to him be the glory forever. Amen. Therefore. I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to him as your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. When I, I don't know whether you read the Bible like this, and maybe it's because of how I grew up and, and how I learned the word, but, you know, I memorized that passage in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, because that's what I was told that, that that's how you make decisions. You want to get yourself sacrifice, sacrificial before the Lord. You want to no longer conform to the pattern of this world, and then in that process, you're going to be able to test and prove what God's will is, right? 
Well, this last year, we've been going through a time of transition. I left Lower Deer Creek the 15th of November, so it's just a year ago. And I don't know how any of you feel when all of a sudden you're without a job. You ever been there? Huh? Yeah. And of course, it's Thanksgiving time to boot, right? And everybody's getting their leaves ready for Thanksgiving and all those things you're thankful for. And we're sort of going through that time. So what are we thankful for this year? We don't we don't have a job. We don't have work. And so you come up to this time and you say, say, okay, Lord, what's this all about? Well, what what's so I was studying this passage in Romans and taking it very seriously. Okay. Have I not, am I not sacrificial enough? Have I not laid my life before the Lord enough? Am I conforming too much to the pattern of this world that he's not able to get his word into me? And, and then all of a sudden, I, I went out to my workshop after reading it and, and reminded myself that there's a therefore. There's a therefore in the very first word of Romans chapter 12, verse 1. And usually... Now, I don't know that's 100%, but it's Boydy 99. If you see a therefore, you probably ought to go find out what it's there for. Because especially in Paul's writing, it connects that thought to what is before. And so I went and looked at what was there. And here, here he's got this doxology where he's talking about God. Oh, the depths of the riches of the wisdom. And knowledge of God. Any of us ever smarter than God? Sometimes we think we are, don't we? But we haven't, we don't even hold a stone to the knowledge and the wisdom of Almighty God. After all, He hung those stars in place. He's created every atom, every molecule of any creation there is. And He knows where it belongs, where it ought to be. He knows the insides of our hearts. He knows what we need more than we know what we need. He's got that kind of wisdom. How unsearchable are His judgments and His paths beyond tracing out. I don't know where God goes, but I know He's getting there. And He knows the way better than I do. And here's the one that really got me. Who has known the mind of the Lord... Who has been his counselor? And you can imagine for a moment putting God on a couch and saying, so what is the problem, sir? We don't have that power. But we know that as we approach Almighty God in prayer, God knows. God's the perfect counselor. That he's the place to put it. Who has ever given to God that we should repay him? A lot of times we think of the economy. An economy is set up in such a way of give and take, right? Every economy is based on what comes in, what goes out, and equalizing those economies. And I think sometimes we put an economy around God that says, okay, so if I, if I, like we did here, like I did in my head with Romans 12, 1 and 2, so if I sacrifice enough and I don't conform enough, then I should know what God wants, right? I mean, we sort of think that way as human beings. In reality, God's economy so outweighs ours because He gives us so much more than anything we can ask or imagine. 
what we give God pales in comparison. For from Him and through Him and to Him are all things. To Him be the glory forever and ever. And I came to the end of that verse and I've got a workshop. My workshop is connected to the house. God praise the Lord. I don't have to go out in the middle of winter in the snow to get to my workshop. It's got six inch sidewalls, fully insulated, double windows. I do a lot of worship in my workshop. And the, the song El Shaddai came to my heart. And I started singing that. And then I went into a song that maybe you know. I think it's in your uh, red hymnal on number four and in the brick hymnal on uh, 535. And I started singing, O Lord my God, when I in awesome wonder consider all the worlds Thy hands hath made. I see the stars, I hear the rolling thunder, Thy power throughout the universe display. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to Thee, how great Thou art, how great Thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to Thee. How great Thou art, how great Thou art. We'd sing the whole thing, but it'll take time out of my sermon. <laughs> I can sing that in my workshop and I, I just felt so like, oh, maybe I'm finally starting to get it. That in other words, in order to get to know what God wants of me, so that I can test and approve what God's will is in my life, the first thing I need to bring to Him is my worship, my praise, and my joy that He's my God. Acknowledging that He's above all things and has taken care of all things and I need to put my life in His hands. Now that shouldn't be a big revelation, should it? But I don't know how it is when you're wondering what the future holds. There's that mystery and awe about what the next step should be. And we wonder for the next step. What is interesting is, as I come to this Thanksgiving, after this whole last year, I can testify before you, God's taken care of us. And he's walked us through step by step. Some of those steps have been easier than others. Some of those steps are harder than others. We've enjoyed, we praise the Lord for coffee. That, that Charlene and I have been able to have more coffee breaks together, doing the work I'm currently doing, than we'd had opportunity to have coffee together before. And that's been cool. That's been good.
As we come up to this Thanksgiving, I think it's interesting that we do it at the end of the season. When God has brought all the blessings in the bin. Your bins are full, right? You did corn. You, no, okay. Whatever you did, it was good, right? Sometimes I think we need to give thanksgiving at the beginning of the season when we don't know exactly how it's going to turn out. Because in this passage it says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God, which is your spiritual activity. Notice I didn't say that quite the same way as it's written in the NIV 1984. I don't like that translation. Reasonable surface would be better. Um, I preached this in Nicaragua, this passage, and was preaching along. Of course, I didn't add the piece you got to this point. The Lord hadn't given it to me that same way yet. And so I had a kid lay down on the altar in this Nicaraguan church while I was preaching this passage. And I made sure that he knew he was supposed to wiggle on that altar. Because it says a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. What I noticed is in the sanctuary, as I talked about sacrifice, and that kid was on the altar, it got very, very quiet. Even though the kid was thrashing around on the altar. It was the next day that I realized that that people knew what sacrifice was all about. Because they were less than two generations removed from an age of human sacrifice. They, I went visited the volcano the next day where they did human sacrifice. And that group of people still had it in their head what sacrifice meant. I'm not sure we as North Americans have any idea what sacrifice truly is. What God might be asking us to do. For him, I mean, he's not asking for a dead sacrifice. He's act, asking for a living sacrifice, which is holy and pleasing to God. May I add, a, add my, my favorite verse is James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4. Because I believe God has a work in our, in our lives that maybe comes out of hardship rather than out of the high times. Consider it to your joy, my brothers. When you endure trials of many times, consider it to your joy, my brothers, when you endure trials of many kinds, because you know the testing of your faith develops perseverance, and perseverance, when it's finished, its work leaves you mature and complete, not lacking anything. It's as if in the midst of sacrifice, God has put, a, put, a, put it in our hearts and put it in our lives that we begin to understand that it's all for a purpose. Even the hard times are for a purpose. And because we know God puts it there for a purpose, we can consider it not just joy, but pure joy. Pure joy. Next time you have a flat tire out on Highway 7, you wonder what that's all about. 
it could fit exactly in the God's plan for a purpose you don't even know yet. That offering our bodies as living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, grows out of a worship of this mighty God and knowing that He's got a bigger plan for us than we could ever imagine. Next thing is to not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our minds. You know this Jesus that we talk about, that we see modeled in the four Gospels? How he lived, how he taught, and ultimately how he died is a pretty good example for us to live our lives by. But our world, I don't know, you have any peer pressure in your neck of the woods, you know, all of a sudden neighbor down the road gets a new truck, you decide, well, that looks pretty good. I think I need a new truck. Or uh, one of many Nikes I heard in Sunday school this morning. Somebody gets new shoes. Boy, that was pretty good shoes. I think I need some of those too. That's not what's being said here. Don't conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind to be more like Jesus. At that point, when we're no longer pressed to look like the world and we're pressed into Jesus, then we'll be able to test and prove what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. This Thanksgiving, as you celebrate, you're celebrating all the blessings that mighty God has decided to put into your realm. And praise the Lord. Praise the Lord that He's blessing us. That He's walking through, uh, that, that you're alive, you lived through COVID so far. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And then add to the praise that you have for Almighty God. A willingness to conform to His likeness rather than the world's likeness. A willing to give our lives in such a way that we reflect Him. We give it all for Him. If He asks us to go to Albania, we'll go to Albania. Yeah, dude. Go for it. It'll change your life. If He asks you to go to Garden City, go to Garden City. And there's a little town this other direction, Harrisonville. Maybe He's asking you to go there. You see, I believe in a powerful, purposeful purposeful God. And that as He calls us into His presence through Jesus Christ, His one and only Son, whose willingness to go to the cross expresses most fully His love. When, When we're called by Him, He's got a purpose for our lives to move forward. Let's give thanks. We don't have a God who's just sitting on the throne watching the world go round and round. He's fully engaged in our lives where they are currently 
Even if you're going through a hard time right now, God loves you and He's engaged in what you're doing. And by next Thanksgiving, He'll give you something to talk about. I believe it. He's got a purpose. Heavenly Father, we thank You for Your provision in this day and time and and that even when we're fearful and hopeless, as we put our faith in You, Lord, You will guide us through. Heavenly Father, I thank You for this congregation. Those songs that brought tears to our eyes this morning. Tears of gratitude and praise. Heavenly Father, this congregation's gathered some leaves together and they're going to share their thanks this morning. Receive them, Lord, as gifts of praise, as gifts of, gifts of honor and glory. And I pray, Lord, that you continue to guide this congregation in every aspect of their spiritual life and every call that you've put on their lives. To the honor and the praise of your glory, Lord. In the name of Christ Jesus, our Savior, we pray. Amen.